When you start out on a journey to lead with purpose, the entire premise of the stretch is it's going the distance between where you are, your comfort zone, and where your dream lies. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with award-winning entrepreneur, my good friend, Tanisha Jackson Warner. She says there's still time for you to commit to the finish line. Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. If you are brand new here, here's what you need to know. This is a community that believes that wealth is so much more than what you hear out there in the mainstream media and everywhere else. It is more than money and material possessions. We believe in this community in the original 12th century definition, which was the condition of well-being. So each and every week, this podcast seeks to unpack what that looks like by exploring what we call the six pillars of wealth. These are the other areas of life that actually impact your finances, even when you're not thinking about it. And so if you want to learn more about it, head to patricewashington.com forward slash start here. That's patricewashington.com forward slash start here and you will get the scoop on the six pillars. Now, before I get into today's episode, I have to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by my new book. My new book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself, is now available for pre-order. And so if you want to get the stories, principles, and practical exercises based on my six pillars of wealth, These will guide you step-by-step through the process to create a life of peace and purpose and prosperity. I am so excited to finally bring this podcast to physical form. (laughs) So to take what you have been hearing on the podcast over the last three years and put all of the real exercises and principles and tips in a book that will support you as a guide as you go throughout your journey. So pick up a pre-order copy The bonus is that you'll get a live masterclass with it, but it's only available to the first several hundred people. There is a limit. So if you want to get that bonus to the live masterclass, results, not resolutions, how to get a jumpstart in your mastery of the six pillars of wealth and hit every goal for the year of 2021, then head over to patricewashington.com forward slash pre-order. That's patricewashington.com forward slash pre-order. So I knew that we were going to talk about what's still possible, and I couldn't think of anyone better to help us really cross the finish line, to really get laser focused about what's still possible for our dreams this year, no matter how you've treated this whole pandemic, right? So if you started out this this year or second, third quarter, thinking, you know what, I need to pause, I need time to reset, that is completely understandable, However, like we talked about last week, what's still possible? Tanisha is talking about how you can still make those 2020 dream goals come true. And her whole message is just about stretching. Like, what does it take to expand you, to put you in a a season of expansion so that you can actually do more in these next several weeks than maybe you've done all year? And so I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation. And it is very clear. I'll warn you that this is my friend, like for real. So we're a little silly, but it's a good, good, wonderful, actually, conversation. Tanisha Jackson Warner is the founder and CEO of Agami Group, an award-winning multicultural marketing firm recently named one of Adweek's top 100 fastest growing marketing agencies serving some of today's most successful companies. She's also a dynamic speaker, two-time author, creator of the Dream Project Symposium, and a coach to dreamers at all stages of their path to greater purpose. Her latest book, The Big Stretch, 90 Days to Expand Your Dreams, Crush Your Goals, and Create Your Own Success is a fully customizable self-evaluation and empowerment guide helping dreamers jumpstart a new business, career, or big idea. Without further ado, here's my girl, Tanisha Jackson Warner. Warner. 
Welcome to the Redefining Wealth Podcast, Tanisha. Hey, hey, hey. I'm so excited to be here. Girl, it's like Groundhog's Day, right? How many times have you heard, (laughs) welcome to the podcast today? (laughs) You guys, we have been fighting to get this interview done. Have we not? Yes, yes, we have. Praying and everything. We so. literally had to pray over the connection. I And sometimes I think it's okay to stop and say that and share with people because we are committed to getting to the finish line, which is something I know that you talk about in the big stretch. And listen, sometimes you have to just, okay, mm-hmm. you got to mm-hmm. persevere. You can't give up. And because you are all dolled up today, my dear, I was like, this will not be rescheduled. <laughs> My friend is looking good, good, okay? <laughs> Look, I pulled out my, my good shiny sequin dress in the quarantine. <laughs> and you look beautiful. You look beautiful. So we met many years ago. It feels like many years ago. It feels like mm-hmm. forever. And I was telling you that this morning when I woke up, I was racking my brain. I was like, how do I know Tanisha though? Like, I know we've spoken at the same event, so we've had a chance to, you know, roam through the halls being loud (laughs) in the middle of the night. Talking late at night. About to get put out the hotel. Like, we've had those opportunities, but I'm like, where did it start? And it finally hit me. Shout out to our mutual friend, Doreen Rainey, because Doreen said, come meet me at this event. And we were going to have lunch or do something. And it was the dream project. It was your event. And I watched you on stage and I was like, this lady is good. Like I I was just so into it, not even, not even knowing that we would build a relationship and not knowing that I would eventually get on the dream project stage. Hey, Yes. Yes. I remember that you were walking through uh, the crowd with Doreen in this beautiful, bright orange bodysuit and just, and, and even beyond the brightness of the color, just who you were, your energy. So when we connected to me, girl, I have known you forever. I know. I know. <laughs> That's how I feel, too. And then you have to tell the story about why I always ask you about your grandma, because that Listen. just cracks me up. <laughs> so my grandmother, one day I get on the phone with her and she starts to tell me that she's going to get her money right. She's going to have wealth. She's going to become a millionaire. And mind you, this is just not her normal talk. So I said, who have you been listening to? What have you been listening to? And she was like, she was on the Steve Harvey show. And she told me how I could do it. I'm like, who is she talking about? So finally, I got a chance to show her your picture. And I don't know if I was there or if I got my mom. And she was like, that's her. That's her. I was like, that's my friend. (laughs) So she asked for your book. And your book, it's in the living room. So it's right next to the Obamas. So she has a full portrait. Like she's been knowing President Obama and uh, Michelle for 50 plus years. They in the living room next to us. And your book is like right there in front of the Obamas. (laughs) I just love that. I just love that visual. Like that's when you know you made it. When grandmamas are putting you in the living room next to the people they really know. And you know, the Obamas, I feel like, yes, I've made it. That's my girl. And I'll always tell you, How's Granny? Like, how's Grandmama? Um, and your wonderful mom. You guys are just incredible. Three generations of incredible women. Um, so I actually have a little teardrop because I really want to um, laugh so hard. That story always cracks me up. <laughs> but so I think that we couldn't be coming together to have this discussion at a better time mm-hmm. because there is so much obviously going on in the world and people are being stretched. Yes. And some people are embracing the stretch voluntarily and others are trying to run away from the stretch. They don't know Mm -hmm. you're going to be stretched one way or another at this point, but they don't have the tools or the capacity to actually move through this stretch with grace. Mm -hmm. And what I love about the big stretch is that you are creating a blueprint for dreamers. Like, how do you get through that process? Um, So. I know you did the dream project for years. Why did you decide to finally package up all of that goodness that happens live and put it in a book? 
So as you know, the Dream Project would happen one time annually um, every year. And I loved it. And I would pour my heart and soul into it. But then after I walked off the stage, I actually put a CEO hat on to run my company, Igami Group, out of New York. But along the way throughout the year, I would meet other dreamers. Hey, I didn't get a chance to go this year. You know, what can you give me? I would love to get some of the nuggets that you guys discuss at the Dream Project. So the vision was if I could create the key learnings from the Dream Project that included over 200 iconic dreamers like yourself, Magic Johnson, Kathy Hughes, Jennifer Fleiss, Damon John. What if I could pull all of the key learnings together and create a dreamer's blueprint, like a portable dream project? Um, That was the vision. And so the book is an action-oriented dreamer's boot camp. And it's good. Like you did, you did your thing, friend. Like it is so (laughs) good. Okay. So I love that in the start of it, you talk about you running the New York City Marathon. Yes. Which I remember seeing when you were like training and doing stuff for that. I was like, oh, Lord, she better than me. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Lord. And you talk about the starting line. And and just that whole like what what it's like to be at the starting line and the preparation that it actually takes beforehand. Can you connect that like you did so eloquently in the book? But can you connect that to what it's like to starting out on whatever this new thing is that many purpose chasers, that's what we call them here. But dreamers are in the audience Mm -hmm. and they're getting ready to do that new thing, maybe Mm -hmm. voluntarily or involuntarily, because life has happened. Jobs have been lost you know, businesses are shifting. How do you start strong and mm-hmm. then finish strong? Like, how oh, do you, I love you know it. what I'm saying? Well, you know, when I ran the New York City Marathon, I didn't expect to see so many parallels between the journey of training for the marathon um, and what it was like going through the 26.2 miles and the parallel between that and reflecting on my dream journey. So number one, the start line of the New York City Marathon, the start line for all of the purpose chasers, not paper chasers, purpose chasers. Paper will come when you chase purpose. So all of the purpose chasers, number one, when you're on that starting line, I think you need to know that it's normal to have the butterflies in your stomach. It's normal to be nervous. It's normal to even have some scary thoughts. Am I capable to finish this journey? Am I capable to run this journey? Am I qualified? Do I have the credentials? All of those things were running through my mind at the start of the New York City Marathon. And all of those things were running through my mind when I was sitting in my car. All of the things from my office packed from IBM Global Services, I had turned in my resignation and I was getting ready to pull off the parking lot. Again, the same feeling of nervousness. What have I done? So know that when you start out on a journey to lead with purpose, the entire premise of the stretch is it's going the distance between where you are, your comfort zone, and where your dream lies. So the dream, the purpose, it's not going to be realized within the zip code of your comfort zone. Mm. You're going to have to stretch and expand and be willing to journey into the unknown. I'll just pause there around those parallels. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, Tanisha, I think that so many people are trying to determine what the entire race is going to look like. Where are the pitfalls? Where are the barriers? Where are the cones in the street? Like they want to know everything before they just take that first step. Mm -hmm. And that's not realistic. (laughs) It's not. You know, I think you have the intention when you start. For me, I can remember I did a prayer to God on June 8th of 2003. That's really when I gave my life to Christ. Although I grew up in the church, it got real, real for me on June 8th when it was just God and I, and I made a mess of life. And I promised him, 
I said, I'll give you my hand and I'll go wherever you direct me. And so you need the commitment of I'm a yes. I'm a willing yes. So wherever purpose wants to take me, however God wants to utilize me as a vessel to activate this purpose, you just need the committed yes. Now, to your point, inside of that yes, you're not going to have this vision to know where the pitfalls and the obstacles are. But what you can have is the commitment to say, when the obstacles come, I'm committed to the long term. I'm committed to keep going in spite of. That's really important. And and when I interviewed so many dreamers, I talked to them about the dream warrior spirit. So many of these dreamers that I've interviewed, none of them could see the hard times. None of them could see the pitfalls. I actually got you in the book. You're what? in the book as a dream warrior. Yep, you sure. Yep, yep. I talk about should. the fact that you couldn't see the things that when your company, it's the story that you told at Dream Project yes. about having this million dollar real estate firm and then mm-hmm. the market crash. You didn't see that obstacle, right? Ma'am, had I seen it, I would have never <laughs> taken the first step. And that's what people need to understand. If you knew, if I look down this journey that I'm on today as I don't even consider myself to be America's money maven anymore. You know, like I don't, because I'm not in that box of just talking about money, but had I known that I would experience betrayal or potential lawsuits or, you know, difficulties with employees or, you know, all of the things that just come with being an entrepreneur or business owner or just going through life, girl, you'd be like, let me go find a little something that I could do over here and mind my business. Cause you know, that's my favorite thing. I'm over here minding my business, not bothering anybody. But the journey is so much richer because we grow from those different opportunities, you know, or I would say we grow from those different obstacles, right? If your mindset is whatever obstacle is up ahead, I'm more committed to getting to the finish line. So I'm Mm going to do what I have to do to go around them, go over them, kick them out the way. But I'm not attached to the route. I'm just committed to getting to the finish line. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when I when I was training for the New York City Marathon, it comes with a plan, right? And you need to follow the plan to make sure that your body is basically stretching and, and getting the capacity it needs every week. So when I started the plan, I had no idea that there would be weeks that I just got sick. Um, I got a sinus infection. I couldn't train for a couple weeks. Um, I had no idea that sometimes there would be issues that came up within the family. So even inside of that, if I was so fixed to, oh my God, this is the week by week by week plan. At some point I had to trust that even inside of the plan, the ultimate designer of this plan had to know that there will be obstacles along the way. And so if mm. God is our, uh, yeah, if God is our u- ultimate designer of our dream plans, of our purpose plans, when we see these detours, like what we're experiencing in 2020, we have to know that God even has built in grace for our dreams inside of 2020. I love that. I love that. I always say, and I don't, I think I got it from a pastor back in the day, but nothing catches God by surprise. That's why I've been telling people so much and I don't want it to be insensitive, but I do believe it wholeheartedly. Your purpose is not postponed because of a pandemic. Your purpose is not postponed. It may look different than you initially thought it would, but that's again, where you go back, you're committed to the bigger picture, right? Not always every little you know, piece of it. I think some of us, you know, we want to control it all. We yeah. we want it to go just like this. Some people have an expectation that only this person can help me. Mm. I know you talk about support, like having a support team, right? What happens when you are, you know, going for, you're, you're willing to stretch. And I always tell my clients, like in my mastermind, that you want to have 
you want to be able to lock arms with people, you know, um, and have some people in your corner that can push you on the days that you don't feel like training. Because just because you mm-hmm. said this is the thing that I want to do, you didn't wake up every day like, let me eat clean and go get this run in. <laughs> I know that there's some some days, just like in business, there's some days where you're like, you know what? Am I really supposed to do this? Was I really called? Did I hear the call well? Every once in a while you question, right? How did you get through those moments where you question whether it be professionally or as you're using the example of running the marathon? Well, a couple things on the professional side, as it relates to the dream, early on in the book, and I'm talking like chapter one, chapter two, I have you for all of our our purpose chasers identify who will be your dream champion, who's going to be your accountability partner. And so kind of knowing and doing an audit of your circle to know who is who, who are your champions. A champion is someone who's going to reflect back to you the best of who you're becoming. Um, Your accountability partner will hold you accountable to the things that you say you want to manifest and create. Knowing those and enrolling them in the vision early on, that's very important. Again, this may not be a huge circle. It needs to be a trusted, tight circle that you know you can lean to them when times get hard. Again, when it was running the New York City Marathon, do you know AC? She works at Unilever. She used to be like the, the president of CoverGirl. She's amazing. You, you got to look her up. She's an amazing careerpreneur dreamer. Well, AC, for me, was a dream champion on running the New York City Marathon. She had ran it before, and I shared with her, I always wanted to run a marathon. And then she looked at me, and she was like, sis, you can do it. And she said, not only can you do it, I'll run one again so that you can experience yourself doing it. Wow. And this is a major executive. But you know what? It started with you being vulnerable enough to share that dream because you mm-hmm. had to say, I've always run it, wanted to run a marathon for her to have, you know, the space to encourage you to do it. And one of the things that I see quite a bit are people afraid to share their dream. They don't want to tell mm-hmm. anyone. They want to lock it away. They're afraid that people are going to judge or won't understand, or steal their idea, or, or, or. And it's like, that's actually holding you back from the stretch. Absolutely. So inside of that vulnerability and being willing to share and being willing to declare it, even if in your mind, you feel so far away from it. So for me, at that point, I couldn't run over two miles over two miles. So to share, well, I want to do it. That's 26.2 miles. So for the purpose chasers yeah. on the phone, you know, perhaps it's starting this business that's very grand. And although you're right now at the two mile mark, but the vision is 26.2 miles, being vulnerable to share a picture of the great vision and even allowing yourself to let the dream come. Many times we'll Ooh. stop the dream, Patrice. If, if we can't figure out the how, if we can't figure out um, how would we be able to do this in our own strength, we'll start shrieking the dream to what you think is possible in your own strength. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Many times we stop the dream. You know, people have asked me over the years, well, how did you end up doing this or how did you end up doing that? And it's not to be, you know, dismissive, but I say I just kept doing it. Like mm-hmm. like I literally just kept at it. It wasn't that I started out the most amazing speaker, right? It wasn't that I started out even as the best podcast host. You know, sometimes I listen to those original it, uh, episodes and I'm like, Lord, I'm here by your grace because I don't know why people kept listening, but they did. But it was that commitment again, you know, are you committed or are you interested? 
Because when you're interested, it's really easy to be swayed the moment something doesn't go the way you would like it to go. Oh, that's so good. Now I'm taking my notebook out. Committed or interested? Are you committed or interested, right? So you don't go at the four mile mark. Nah, you know, this is too hard. Are you committed to getting the 26 miles or not? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what it's going to have to come down to. And I think so often people want a magical pill. Like they just want to poof, you know, have the dream. And what I love is that you lay out so many practical steps that people can take to get there. Like if you don't know where to start, I mean, you literally have 12 weeks of do this, do this, do this. Everything from identifying the folks to getting your money together as you get towards the end there. But let me go back. You identify types of dreamers. And I want to be sure that the audience knows that we're not always just talking about entrepreneurs. Yes. Everything is not about entrepreneurship. And I love how you broke down the four types of dreamers. So can you tell us about the hobby dreamer? So basically what would happen, Patrice, people would come to the dream project and, and some would actually come up to me after and say, well, maybe I don't have a dream because I don't think I'm actually cut out to be an entrepreneur. And so just listening to so many stories, I created the dreamers profile assessment to really help individuals identify with what dreamer path is right for you. And all dreamer paths are not the same. So there's different types. One is a hobby dreamer that you just brought up. So a hobby dreamer is someone that would like to nurture their passion, their creative side, but they do not want to put the burden on their passion to take care of them and their families. So perhaps you have a passion to be a DJ, a photographer, a baker, really being in tune with what brings you joy. And can you do those things inside of also working your day-to-day eight to five? So we have some hobby dreamers that we showcase in the book, some of which actually, one, my friend Christina Totten, she started this lifestyle blog about fitness, travel, and food. Those are her loves, fitness, travel, and food. Well, before you know it, she has over 40,000 followers And she's now a paid influencer, but she didn't start with that intention. She just started with saying, I'm going to nurture my hobbies more. So that's Mm -hmm. one dreamer type. Another dreamer type is a careerpreneur. And this is someone who actually, they do very well with a good steady check. (laughs) They love being a W-2 employee. Give me a 401k and benefits. Everyone It's not cut out with the risk that's associated with the entrepreneur journey. And it's almost like sometimes you can be shamed if you don't have that risk. What I do for this, for those dreamers is say, no, it's okay, girl, get that 401k. (laughs) I love that. And the steady paycheck. So careerpreneurs do well in structure. But they want to find a job where they can align their purpose and profession. I love that. I love that. I've always said that when I was doing the Earn More Money movement for women, I used to always tell people in the audience, don't shame people who are using their gifts in someone else's, you know, organization. Like Mm -hmm. we don't shame people and try to get people to quit their job every other day. No, no, no. It's not for everybody. Right. The most important thing to me is that you understand what your purpose is and you get to actualize that in your in your life, whether that is in your own business or someone else's. So I love that breakdown. And I misspoke. You actually have five. So tell me about make it happen. Okay, so we got the careerpreneur. Next is the make it happen dreamer. Now, this is someone that they have a high tolerance for risk. They do not do well working in structured environments. My husband is actually a make it happen dreamer. When we first started to date, he says, you know, I worked a few jobs, but um, I can't stay on the job long. I'm like, babe, you've only had like two jobs in your whole life. So your make it happen dreamer is that person that you know 
that's never worked for anyone else. So that's the make it happen dreamer. I think I saw you before the phrase, raise your hand. Are you the make it happen dreamer? All day. Never been good in a top setting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you will be a make it happen dreamer. Another dreamer type that we have is an activist dreamer. So an activist dreamer is someone who actually dedicates their life around societal issues. So they will see an issue in the world and they actually are called to be a part of the solution. Uh, Christine Kane, which I think she was the speaker the year you spoke at Dream Project. But Christine Kane, she is an author. She's a pastor. She talked to me about coming back from the speaking engagement trip. And as she was walking through the airport, she saw signs of all of these young girls at the airport. And she said, what's going on here? Well, she found out they were a part of human trafficking. And she said, God spoke to her and said, you got to do something about this. It bothered her heart. It pained her heart. And she said, you know what? No, oh, I got a lot of jobs here. But she ended up starting A21, which is now the largest human anti-human trafficking nonprofit organization in the world. So that's an activist dreamer, someone who will walk by a societal problem and they're called to do something. They pay attention to what pains their heart. And the last one is a CEO dreamer. And this may be for our purpose chasers that have worked inside of a corporate structure for many, many years. And you've always known that at some point you want to take that experience and put it to work for yourself. So those are the different five types. And I would definitely invite everybody to go to thebigstretchbook.com to take it and then share with Patrice and I, what is your dreamer type? I love that. And you know why I love it so much? I love it because you explain each one of those types with such grace and dignity. Like there's nothing wrong with any of those, right? There's no judgment. There's no, well, you should be because what people instantly do is tell people, well, you should be monetizing that. Well, how are you growing that? Well, why are you doing this? Well, why? Because it's okay to have dreams that are not freaking attached to making money. Like that's Mm -hmm. also okay. And I just love that no matter what your dream is, the big stretch is the blueprint for how to manifest it, like how to go the distance and actually get there. So the book is packed with stuff. Can you just take us through what's maybe some of your favorite points are that no matter what type of dreamer you may be, what's a good few things to start? What do you do in the middle, especially when it gets hard? And how do you make sure you get to the end? So it's a four-phased approach, and I'll quickly go over some of the phases. Phase one is dream, and that's where I will work with you to just even get you back in tune with what is the dream in your heart. And Patrice, where we are right now in 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, where the entire world is taking a pause, take the time to reflect on your purpose. And I love what you said that, listen, your purpose is not postponed. So in the dream phase, I actually encourage you to get in contact with your imagination. Allow yourself the time to dream freely. Get you a journal. Jot down what is it that you see for yourself. Great dreamers are in tune with where God provides them ideas. Magic Johnson said, you know, when I get on the treadmill, it's not just about working out. That is where God is giving me what's next. Over Mm -hmm. and over, you can hear Steve Jobs. I love just reading some of the articles about Steve, but everyone says Steve had to go for walks every day. That's where God would give him ideas. So get in tune with what is that ideal environment or situation that you need to hear these ideas. So that's the dream phase. Um, in the dream phase, the I encourage you to dream in color. Is it the shower? Yeah, it's to the point where maybe I should have something that's waterproof that I can keep in the shower. Because I can't tell you how many times I'm almost busted my butt 
trying to get out the shower to hurry up and get my phone <laughs> so I could type it in. But it's it's the shower. It's the shower, not a bath. Not a, it's a shower. And I have to take long showers because sometimes it don't hit till about 12 minutes. And I know people who are like, you wasting water. Listen, but I'm I'm helping the people. <laughs> I'm helping the people because it comes. around 10 minutes in, it just comes. It literally washes over me. I have things wow. that I did this year in 2020 that were not on the board for me January 1st. I didn't, it wasn't a thought in my mind. And literally because of a shower, because of being in the shower, I've had complete programs downloaded into me with the content, the look, the feel, everything, Tanisha, in the shower. And that was one of the programs that actually really helped just sustain the business in March when everything shut down in terms of my speaking Mm -hmm. travel. That idea that I got in the shower in February and I was obedient and I ran with it, I planned it, I ran with it, was the thing that sustained the business those next two months. It was the income that sustained. Like, you know, because most of my, uh, not most, but a lot of my income is from speaking. So when the speaking Mm -hmm. went away, then what do you do, right? Had I not taken that shower (laughs) that day, but had I not ran with the idea that came came to me in the shower, I don't know, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know what could have happened. And so I love that you said, allow yourself to get in that flow of where do those ideas come? Just give yourself the time to do whatever that is. You don't, you don't have the luxury of not it. doing it. And the fact that you open yourself up to receive and hear. So for all of the listeners, like that's a key lesson. You see, as soon as I asked Patrice, she knew what her dream ideal environment was. She knew, uh, you even knew the amount of time, 12 minutes, it's going to start pouring. So you got to become that self-aware in the dream phase. And I I do want to caution in the dream phase, do not edit the dream too early by thinking about the how. That is something that I, I, I always encourage um, my mom, we did a vision board exercise, Patrice, and she wanted to go to Paris. She'd never gone before. And I had magazines with the, with the Eiffel Tower and pictures that were unique to Paris. She would not put the images on her vision board. And I said, mom, why will you not put it on your vision board? And she said, because this isn't the year. I do not have the finances this year. Little did she know I had already purchased and I had the tickets. This is back when physical tickets came. I had the tickets. And I thought to myself, how many times are we limiting what God would like to give us by boxing in what's truly going to be possible? Thinking through the lens of the resources that we can see in the moment. So you can't limit that dream in the early phase. That's so good. You can Because dreaming is free. Dreaming has no financial constraints. (laughs) That's good. Right? You can put everything possible that comes to mind. And then as you go through the process, it will be refined, right? Over time. And the main thing, I I just love that. I love that. Do not edit the dream too early. Okay. So now after we got you dreaming, we're going to move you to the next phase. And the next phase is design. And design is almost, think about it like you are designing a blueprint foundation for your dream. And that's where we really start to infuse quite a bit of business concepts. I have you ponder your purpose. I want you to be very clear on the dream that has come to you. How is it allowing you to activate your purpose? Because if you can find the connection point between your purpose, and then the idea that God is giving you by way of a dream, you'll realize how the dream is almost an activator tool of your purpose. So the purpose mission statement and connecting the dots between the dream and the purpose. I'll pause because I see your mind. (laughs) You know, okay, my mind is going. You know, this is so good because I can only speak from being a make it happen dreamer, right? I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. 
And so I have no shortage of ideas, right? I don't have to be in the shower to get like a quick idea. And there is a, there's a difference when I have a quick idea, just, you know, out walking around the earth, you know, seeing things, scrolling social media and what comes to me in the shower, like that dream. And sometimes you can get busy with the quick ideas, but not the guide ideas that are Mm. delivered when you're in that dream space. And I'm not saying that you don't do the quick ideas, but I think sometimes to your point, we can get so distracted by a bunch of quick ideas that they have nothing to do with our bigger purpose. Mm. They don't move us towards the finish line. Actually, when you think of the marathon analogy, it would be like running in a circle at one corner. Mm, That's so good. And you haven't gone anywhere because you took you took time to just jog in place. And meanwhile, people are moving towards that 26.2 miles and you at mile five jogging in place because you're, you haven't taken the time with that design piece to go. And now is this actually connected to my purpose? That's so good. I, I, the way you just sum that up, it's even bringing the material to life in my mind and spirit in another way. Because I think when you entertain those quick ideas, it's easy I mean, especially in the world of social media, for so much to look glitzy, right? Glitzy. It does have the quick earning potential. But taking that step back and asking yourself, but is it activating my purpose? The ideas that activate your purpose, those are the ideas that will move you further along in the journey towards the final destination. Those are the ideas that are stretching you. Because we want to be fully expanded when we leave here. My vision is that I'm fully expanded and I've met so many different versions of myself that I didn't even know existed because I I was willing to lead with purpose. And as you expand and stretch and you move towards that journey, you're meeting different versions of yourself. You met the podcast host. You've met the entrepreneur. You've met the philanthropist because you are entertaining ideas that are stretching you and activating your purpose. So if that's a concept in design that's pivotal and key, I have you take a look to see how will this dream serve others? How will it serve the world? What becomes possible because the dream exists? And when you get grounded in those things, you're really getting grounded in your why. You are Also, building your business plan on your value proposition of why you, why this idea. So deep concepts to ponder in the design phase. I love this. I love this because this is the real work. Like this is the real work. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's tempting to be consumed with logos and brand colors. And (laughs) what's my, what's my social media handle going to be? And what should I call my website? The, like the true foundation is to be clear on these things. Mm -hmm. That's the unshakable foundation. Yes. That's the thing that says in or out of season, I know who I am and what I'm committed to. Like, I know how I'm called Mm. to serve. I know what my work does in the world. And that's the thing that makes any one of these types of dreamers more fulfilled. Because when you see the dream come to life, and if you've already had an idea of how you want to impact people, and then you see real people saying, hey, this is how you impacted me, you won. Mm -hmm. Dream fulfilled, you won. Not You don't win because you have a million followers. You don't win because you made a million dollars. If you're clear about, you know what, an audience of one is an audience and I'm going to serve and do that thing and I'm going to show up or, you know, whatever that hobby is or that activist dream that you have. If the thing is to help people or to serve or to, and you do that, you already won. And sometimes it just, it's hard because people stop at mile 10 because they didn't hit a million followers. And, and that goes back to what you said, just giving up too soon mm-hmm. because you haven't done the work. Your, your metrics are followers. Your metrics are not fulfillment. Oh, it's so good. You better preach. 
<laughs> that is so good. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think in the design phase, it really, you, you think through those foundational elements that you can revisit whether you're on mile five, 10 or 15 and it'll ground you in, okay, this is the why and, and this is the who, this is who I'm serving and the how. So that's design. The next phase, which was one of my favorite to write, is the dare phase. And so being willing to be daring and bold, I compare the dare to the elasticity that's in a rubber band that stretches. And so the willingness to be bold and courageous and step outside of that comfort zone, it's key for every dreamer. So in that chapter, I challenge you to understand what does being uncomfortable look like for you? And you potentially may have to get comfortable being uncomfortable in a constant state if you really want to continually expand. So the fact, I mean, when you tell me that you went back and you listened to some of your early podcasts, starting this podcast, Patrice, did it require you to be daring and bold? Like, did you know how to do it? Girl, no. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> no. But I was, exactly. I was committed to something greater. Once I realized that I didn't have to keep trying to force a message into three minutes on the radio every week, that I could create a platform where I could go much deeper with my audience and I could expose people to men and women like you. You know, so, uh, several of the dream warriors that you have in the book are mutual friends who have also been on the podcast, you know, and like Lovey and Devon and right. So I could create a platform that could feed my audience what I was feeding myself, what I was nourishing myself with. I couldn't do that oh, the same way three minutes on the radio. You know, but I could take mm -hmm. 30 minutes, mm -hmm. 40 minutes on a podcast and really help them hopefully shift their mindset the way mine has been shifted because this is not how I grew up. So I didn't mm -hmm. know, but it was brave. Mm -hmm. It was even brave, you know, when that's not your background. Exactly. So for all of the purpose chasers in the dare phase, I'm giving you, because each week you get exercises, I'm giving you challenges where you can look to see in what ways can I activate a daring spirit to move me towards what I'm being called to do? In what ways will I be required to be daring and bold? You know, maybe it's picking up the phone and being vulnerable. Maybe it's picking up the phone and making a big ask. Maybe it's picking up the phone and advocating for yourself for the next promotion, even if it's not considered politically correct in your organization. I'm not sure what that looks like for each listener, but that's where I encourage you to do the reflect, the reflecting time and praying about God, where do I need to show up more boldly and more daring? So that was my favorite phase very last one is very important. And this is where you showed up, Miss Lady, is in do. And do is where I talk about making sure you're doing this for the long term. So we started this podcast talking about the start line, the start line of that New York City Marathon, the start line when my car was packed and I was 26 years old and I'm leaving my corporate job and I'm nervous. Well, fast forward, we're 17 years later in the dream journey. I, I'm still on the journey. Trust me. It could have been easy to say, you know what? I'm good, God. I'm gonna have to sit this one out <laughs> because you're continuously calling me to stretch over and over again. And I'm tired of stretching. In the dream journey, when you say yes, you got to say yes to do the dream for the long term, to do the dream, even when it means digging in deep and unleashing a dream warrior. 
So do is about giving you the principles to stay the course for the long term. Someone told me, Patrice, when I was running the marathon, they recommended dividing it up into, I think about four parts. No, no, two. It was, it was three parts where they said the first 10, your training will take you there. The second 10, you're going to have to dig in and dig into your legs. But the last 6.2 miles, despite your training, it's all about your heart. Heart will get you through that. And it was like, okay, cool. But it wasn't until I went around um, mile 21. I'm telling you, all the training went out the window. It was about straight up heart and will to finish. Do you want to see and make it to this finish line? And you had to, I had to pull on something that was beyond training. And for me, it was God. It was prayer. Well, that's what happens in the dream journey. So there may be a purpose chaser listening now where you think you have absolutely zero left to give. You're on beyond E in this pandemic. What we're saying to you is we need you to tap into heart that goes beyond what you think you're capable of. And Patrice and I are also on here to say to you, you can do this because we need you to do this for the long term. Oh, so good. So good. As you were speaking, I just thought about how many times, Tanisha, heart had to kick in. Education didn't matter. Degree didn't matter. Experience didn't matter. Where you literally at the point where you're like, do I just walk away? Do I just stop right here? Right? And you have to dig in and remember sometimes those those good things that your granny, my granny has since um, gone on, but my granny used to say, you know, he ain't brought you this far to leave you type of Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Where you're like, I know that I didn't make it past 20 miles to stop here. Like Mm -hmm. I got to keep going. Like this, this can't be where this ends. I must keep going. And there's been so many times. I remember a section that I read in the book where you shared about with Igami, when you had to surrender, when you were at that point of having to surrender, you know, some, some decisions were made and financially you were at a crossroads with creditors and all these things happen and understanding that you know sometimes you have to let go you got to let go but that's not giving up mm, that's so good and 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 surrender is in the do phase um and it's about doing for the long term so maybe you have done everything you can do in your strength the story that you're referencing about Igami and the story that that came up for me when I was writing the book was when you told me you were pregnant with your daughter and the doctor said to you, listen, if you keep going, you're going to end up miscarrying again. And you said you had to surrender. Yep. Like that moment when you knew you had to say, God, it is in your control. That surrendering is a universal truth that I have heard in so many great dreamer stories. For me, I'm in my grandmother's yard. Payroll is due. I don't have it. It's the first time that I didn't have payroll in the history of a company. I got employees that's depending on me. I didn't know what to do. I literally cried out to God and said, I need you. You, I mean, it was, I, we had a real heart to heart. You gave me this dream. Why would you send me on this journey? And, and I can't finish it. And really what he was saying to me is, great job. You've gone as far as you can go. Now give it to me. Surrender it over to me. And so you may be on this call and you're holding on to something very tight. There's power in surrendering and giving the dream back to God. Release your attachment to the results. Release your attachment to how you think it's supposed to turn out and relax in him. Give it to him. There's a power in serenity that will come and bless the phase of doing 
that it will allow the journey to take you to places that you can't even imagine for yourself right now. So good. Friend, I could talk to you all day, but I know we both have to go. I could talk to you all day. Okay, before I let you go, I have to ask you these quick redefining wealth rapid wisdom questions. So you're going to tell us the first thing that comes to mind, okay? Okay. How do you define success? Purpose-driven. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Security, fulfillment, and legacy. Yes, this is my friend, y'all. Okay. What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Mm. Dave Ramsey. So someone gave me a Dave Ramsey book and you probably, um, I can't remember, I don't know what the exact title is, but it was a tool that I used to snowball debt. Um, we I had envelopes. It. Yeah, we had, you know, the envelope system. Uh-huh, financial yeah. piece. It was probably <laughs> okay, financial yeah. piece. Yes. Awesome. I met Uncle Dave last year. That's a whole other story. Uh-huh, to tell you. <laughs> okay. Um, and here's the last one. You're going to fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. Oh, this is so good. Okay. My name is Tanisha Jackson Warner. And for me, the truth about wealth is it should be fueled by purpose-driven endeavors, purpose-driven obedience, and purpose-driven impact. Yes, I love it. (laughs) So good. So good. Tanisha. Can you please say hi to Dion? Dion is a purpose chaser. She's been in my community for several years. And ever since, no, before the big stretch came out, she would email me or DM me and say, do you know Tanisha Warner Jackson? I said, yes. She said, (laughs) you need to get her on the podcast. And she literally reminds me like every quarter. And I'm like, we gonna do it. That's, you know, that's my girl. Say hi to Dion. She's my birthday twin. Dion, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for getting the big stretch and sharing it. So Dion, I hope whatever dream God has in your heart in this season in your life, that you are applying all those things that we talked about, that you're dreaming, letting him expand what's possible, that you're designing the blueprint, that you are being daring, sis, okay? Daring and bold. And we want to make sure that you're doing the dream for the long term. So God bless you and God bless your journey. All right. Didn't I tell you? I know we were silly, but I hope that you got so many nuggets from this episode. I hope that you feel incredibly inspired to just commit to the finish line. We still have time. We talked about this last week. There is still time to do the thing that you said you wanted to get accomplished. And Tanisha's book, I'm telling you, The Big Stretch is a wonderful tool because it literally walks you through the steps. And so if you're looking for a guide to help you get there, we're going to be talking about different things for the next several weeks that I hope will support you. But I'm really about pushing you to still pursue that purpose that you had. I really don't want you to edit the dream, right? Before you just give it a chance to still manifest, right? So that means you may have to embrace the stretch, allow yourself, give yourself permission to embrace the stretch, be out of your comfort zone. But I love how Tanisha talks about this, like training for a marathon, right? And just know it's normal to be nervous. It's normal to not have it all figured out, not have it all together, That's the point in having community and having support. And so you can get those questions answered along the way and it doesn't have to deter you from the dream, right? There's a great episode I did. I think it was 2018, but it was doubt doesn't mean don't do it. And so if you're doubting if this is still an okay time to be pursuing the things that are on your heart, I want you to go listen to that episode because it really helps you move through some of the resistance and and acknowledge and honor what's coming up for you, but not allow it to 
force you to dismiss what God's put on your heart. So get Tanisha's book, The Big Stretch. There is a link in the show notes. Check out that old episode. If you've never heard it, it's new to you. (laughs) So it'll be amazing. And let's just continue to talk about it. Let's continue to talk about it in our Facebook community. So head over to the Redefining Wealth Facebook community, totally free, purpose chasers from all over the world. And let's discuss. I want to hear from you what nuggets you took away from the episode and what you plan on implementing. All right. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe if you haven't already. It really helps us get this podcast message far and wide. It's not because of me. It's because of all of you, Purpose Chasers, who spread the word. And I appreciate you so much. But rate and review and make sure you subscribe and share. And I'll see you guys next week. I'll see you next week. I hope you're feeling equipped and empowered. I really want that for you this quarter. So until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.